Hello and welcome to Open All Ours. This is the QPR podcast and I am David Fraser and I have three other QPR fans with me. All four of us founded the QPR podcast, so the original and some, probably not many, would say best. Have with me from BT Sport, Chris Charles. Hello. And from ITV Sport, Chris Mendes. Hello. And that clattering in the background is via the magic of the telephone is India's Paul Finney. Yeah, um, and Paul, due to unforeseen circumstances, is not in the studio with us tonight. Um, and he's a very busy man around Christmas, so so he's not going to be with us the whole show. But, but he's, not, he's not delivering presents on uh, the twenty fourth, is he? Are you delivering I deliver presents? Happiness wherever, no, I deliver happiness wherever I go. So, you know. Well, Paul, you're going to talk about you're going to talk about Saturday because I suppose we're going to have to, but. Before we do that, let me do the brief introductions. Um, if you want to, uh, the best way to sort of interact with us and contribute to the podcast, and, and we always appreciate all the comments and questions that we get from everyone, is via Twitter, which is at QPR Pod. You can also comment on our Facebook page. You can find all old episodes at qprpod.co.uk. Thank you very much to Paul Brown for the beers tonight. Much appreciated. Um, and that is it in the way of introductions. Paul, mm. we lost on Saturday away at Rotherham. As everybody keeps saying, somewhat obvious. You haven't won in 12. Well, what do you need to get that elusive win? Make sure you're playing the Rangers. And so it proved. I, I, I think that we are in danger of being the most charitable football club in history in this division <laughs> and all divisions to everyone. It's like I said many times, you know, like when someone hasn't scored for a year or their their life or ever, you just know they're going to grab a hat trick. And to be fair, it was it was a strange old one inside because, you know, Rotherham, for the fact they won, didn't start that well. And when you know, you could say they were the ticket if we'd have gone at them early and and and, and, and tested them. They looked very nervous. Um, Did we have enough chances it, to win the game? We had chances. We had so much possession. Um, but we just didn't really do anything. I mean, there's a there's a there's a great free kick was a keeper fit with a bar. We we just I don't know. It's it's so frustrating to watch, and I think this is a, the problem. It's like you know every manager can't be this bad. This whatever's going on is is, is happening under every different rim now. From if you go back um, from from Hughes onwards, it's just we're slipping into a team that's getting used to getting beaten and that can't be good for anyone. Um, and the, the fans were really frustrated on Saturday. I mean, really frustrated. Um, how how but were they, anyone suggesting Holloway shouldn't have been appointed? Well, people are always going to do that because, you know, you get, you get seven people in a room, you're going to get seven different opinions, blah, blah, blah. I think it's, 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 it's there's, a, there's, a, there's an element of looking at the Holloway situation, but also looking at where we are on the table and thinking, oh, Jesus, you know, this this could go all horribly wrong over Christmas. Because I, I, for my sins, watched Brighton on the telly on Friday, and that scared the bejesus at least I switched it off. Um, I saw a know, bit of I mean, Derby I mean, as well, and that was terrifying because we're playing we won this week. six on the trot, didn't we? Yeah. 
Well, maybe it's about time we reversed our uh, our ch- charitable status, and uh, we, we we did say Derby one one in six. Maybe we can you know pull well, off a surprise. Yeah, yeah. You, you know? never know. Well, you know, um, sometimes it takes managers a little time to get the message across to their players when they join a club. Were there any signs that things are slightly getting better, Finney? Uh, the twenty well, sixty-five minutes against Norwich was brilliant. Um, but that was skewed because of the sending off, so it's hard yeah. to judge. Well, yeah, but we still, I mean, you know, if anyone can play badly against 10 men, 9 men, we'll do it. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it seems, and we played Washington by himself again Saturday, which just doesn't work. I mean, it's... I don't think they had an option, did they? Because Poulter wasn't um, fit and Silla, we presume, wasn't fit because he sort of wasn't anywhere to be seen, was he? So that, he, no. that was unavoidable. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess so, but it's just I feel sorry for that because he's getting he's getting grief. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's just it's so difficult for him. He can't play on his own up, on, up top. I'm convinced of it. Um, yeah, it might just be one of them things. I don't know. On the bright but, side, um, Jamie Mackey yeah. made his return today for the under twenty threes, so he could be back. And more importantly, they won as well. Yeah, which is good. I mean, you know, this is it's, listen. We're going into a hard period, aren't we? I mean. We never thought we'd be this end of the table, did we? At the start of the season, you know, after beating Leeds and the way, you know, winning away at Cardiff and stuff. And I guess that the, the reality is, if we if we get done by Derby, Villa, and don't get a result against Wolves, we could be in real trouble. You know, I'm 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 just I'm terrified of what Derby and Brighton can do to us because we've got to get the defence. We've got to get the heads off. When we go one nil down, our heads just go to the floor, and that worries me. You know, there's. There wasn't any. There wasn't any when they scored. Clenching fist. Come on, lads, let's get back in this. It seems to be an acceptance sometimes, and well, that I mean, worries me. Uh, last time we won a game after falling behind, I looked this up today. Was um, the, our, our league game against Bolton in October last year, mm. um, which is quite a terrifying stat, really. Um, and yeah, you're right. I think you know against Norwich, you know, we, we, I mean, the fact is that they were down to ten men because we started so positively. Let's not forget that we went straight at them. Um, and he, you know, the defender pretended he was a goalkeeper, um, rightly sent off. Um, but yeah, as soon as we go behind, you're telling me we have not come back to win a game after going behind in 14 months. Well, <laughs> this is this is the, the stats I looked up today. So wow. forgive me if I've misread them or I, I got the wrong. But that, that is a problem up here. Points to head, mm. isn't it? Another big problem as well, our record against teams in the bottom 10, we've uh, won two, drawn one and lost seven. Well then doesn't that mean we should do a hell of a lot better against Derby, yeah. Villa and Brighton, doesn't well, it? I mean, traditionally, don't, don't people at this point say, well we do better against the good yeah, teams? Yeah it is, we, we do, that is, that is a well, valid point. And, and, and just point yeah. out, that, that's, not, not Newcastle. That stat by the way is for league games, we did come behind after, uh, win after falling behind against Rochdale in the cup this season, so we have done it once against Rochdale problem is you do want to have a good record against the teams around you at the bottom because you want to take points off them uh, the thing that worries me yeah. is you know the, the atmosphere at QPR has not been great this season and just looking online at the amount of tickets available for the Derby game it's, I don't think the crowd's going to be good again around you know over Christmas I don't think it's going to be particularly good because it's just a difficult time for some people to go away with family so I think what the team needs at the minute is like a really good atmosphere to kind of lift them. They don't. I don't seem to have. Uh, don't seem to have a lot of characters in there that can kind of like drag people, people's performances up. So um, there aren't any like make, like big signs that it's going to get get better at the moment. Well, no. uh, that 
Chris, your your stat about how long we've not come from behind for the conversation we have every week about a lack of leaders. Finney's saying, you know, once heads drop, they drop. That tells me in January we shouldn't be talking about we need a striker, we need a midfielder, whatever. It's actually not the position on the pitch. It's the person we need. We need, and we say this the whole time, we need someone that can lead, yeah, don't I we? Yeah, I agree. And this, I mean, people have been revisiting this this week about the decision to let Clint Hill and Ali Falling go. Um, I know it's a tired old subject, and you probably, I mean, I said I did say at the time, especially before that, I, I thought it was a mistake to let him go. I'm not, but with Clint Hill, you know, he had someone a bit of a battering ram, a leader, someone who could g up the players, heart on the sleeve, and all that. A very Holloway type of player, if you like, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you're right. We don't seem to have that on the pitch. There's no one. I, you know, someone mentioned Lynch that he, you know, maybe and, and Cousins apparently is quite vocal, but they are hard to get, and that's exactly why Rangers went to get Clint Hill. They wouldn't. I know, you know, Scottish football's the standards completely different, but they won't just go and get any thirty-seven-year-old. They've gone to get him because he has those qualities, and he's done really well there. He's, yeah. one, he's one of the fans' favourites already. Yeah, um, Fallen doing really well in Spain at the top of the second division. Yeah, Getafe as well. Yeah, but, yeah, but the, tr- the, tr- the trouble is, though, Fallen was a big mistake. We all know that, and I think Fallen is a type of Holloway player as well that Holloway would have loved. Someone and. You know, everyone says, oh, you know, his injuries and that. Though. But look at the way he played against Brentford last season. He was more up for it than anyone I've seen in years done at Rangers. He was properly pumped. But I, I think it's not just, it, it's, it's not just uh, uh, you know, how old the players are or their, or their ability or their susceptibility to injuries. It's, it, it's players who have a passion for the club, players who can, you know, t- t- it's all very well you know, from the manager, but the, the players within the team need to do it as well. It, it doesn't seem to be that many... If any, we've got who, are, who, who, apart from Jamie Mackey, maybe who are, who are bleeding the blue and white. I think it's quite easy to say that uh, you know we do miss Clint Hill and Fallin more than anyone else because they were the most popular players of fans and the most the longest serving. But if you just look at the stats, we lost Matty Phillips. He was he scored no, and assisted so many goals. Hoyler as well. He, he wasn't you know amazing by just because the expectations of him were so high. But he leaves two players like that. Holloway said in his interview, Sean Walsh. Last week, that he's which was kind very of, good, by the way. Kind of, it was very good. Yeah, mm. he was a bit gutted that Matty Phillips wasn't here when he came here. He he liked him from his Blackpool days. Yeah, um, but we do need we do need someone, whether it's from the wing or up front, that's capable of scoring. You know, a few games in a trial. But we've got. You know, we, need, we, 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 we need we need belief. That's what we need. Sorry, sorry, we, but we need but we, we need belief is what we need. We need. You say wingers and that, anything else. We need to believe in ourselves. We need to, we need to lead by example. We need to to lead by, like use the the, the Norwich uh, first ten minutes is is you know everyone seemed to be up for it. What what goes so drastically long so quickly with QPR is is we just seem to crumble. I don't know why. We've it's, got rather, we've got eleven players who seem nice guys and and I, I gather the atmosphere is good, but but we have a bunch of players who shrug their shoulders. I when we let in a goal, I mean, you say we've got wingers. I can't think of one that scored a goal for us this season. Who scored a goal? Uh, well, well it's, w- not, it's not so much scoring; it's, it's creating, it's creating them, isn't it? and giving us width. I mean, by all accounts, Paul at Rotherham, we were, we were we were so narrow. They were just you know it, it was just so easy to defend. I mean, I haven't is that is that a fair summary? I think so. I mean, Rotherham was like Blackburn and Preston. We, we, they start against us and they grow in confidence because we're not we're not hurting them we're not getting behind them we're not causing them we're not causing them enough problems so they grow in confidence and then they switch it around on us and then it I mean their goal was ridiculous I mean it doesn't matter at what level of football there's no way that kid should have got through that easily um, you know even even jump on them and do anything Chelsea pull 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, even that, I mean, even that, but then why aren't we picking up kids like that on lawn? You know, it's... The frustrating thing is, it seems like every time we approach a a transfer window, whether it's in January or the summer, for the last few years, it always feels like it has to be a really important transfer window, you know, and we need to do a lot of business in this window, otherwise... We need to do this one on personality, not on... Technical ability we, we, or whatever it needs to. We need those characters. Get Ollie, it, and when we let a goal in, they don't just shrug and kind of trudge back. Someone saying, "Come on, boys, this is what we need to do. Get we, yourself up for it. Move here. You here. You there. Let's do it." And that's the sort of player Holloway will definitely be after, I would imagine. Um, but I mean, well, I, I've said this for ages, but I think we need to do what the likes of Swansea have done and establish a way of playing at the club, and then you know bring in the personnel to suit that. I think he's um, trying to do that. We haven't. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, he's he's had four games. Let's remember that. Okay, the first game, you know, we were hanging on a bit at the end. The the Wolves game, um, you know, we were down to ten men for quite a lot of it. Uh, Rotherham, not really many excuses there. But there are already people calling for him to be sacked, which is uh, quite oh, frankly. Let, let's not even entertain that discussion. If you're if you're listening and you're the calling for Holloway to be sacked after four games, you're an idiot. You are an idiot. Because it's got nothing to do with him. This is a long-standing problem. Doesn't help to be talking like that. To be talking about the manager going after four games. I can't. I can't even no. have a. Dis- I've had a long day. I can't even have a discussion about Holloway going. Do you know what worries me? Is, is our, tr- our transfer window is just a revolving door of players. We don't give people time enough to gel, to sit down, to, to, to come in and, and make a difference. They come in, there's so many players come in at a time, so many players go out at a time. And it, 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 that worries me more than anything, is we need to get a group of lads together, work with them, hold them together, let them, let them start winning together, grow confidence and play the same team when we can, as often as we can, because half the problem is we just we just seem to change so many players all the time, and, and we, we're, we're bunched up with an, an unbalanced squad and way too many midfielders, but we're not attacking enough. What do you think is the bigger problem? Not getting the best out of players we have, or not getting the best out of the players available in the transfer market? I think the biggest problem is, in this case, belief and confidence, and you know, if you look at our, our, our home record over the last four or five seasons, we just—it's not four to slow off the road anymore. People are coming down and, and nicking wins left, right, and centre. We're in danger of losing more games than we're winning, and that's not good for the crowd. And we go back to the, the players feed off the crowd, the, 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 the crowd feed off the players, blah blah. But we're not—we're losing way too many games, and people are getting coming too used to it. And I think that's half the problem on Saturday. There was a massive frustration with changing the manager again, with changing players again. We're coming into a transfer window. It's going to be a whole upheaval again, and unless you get rid of the legs of Sandro and so on, how are we going to move forward? Because Sandro's a massive drain on our wage bill. Let's, let's not, it doesn't matter how good he is, he's, he's if, a drain. If we're all saying the same thing, which is what's lacking is belief, is confidence, is leadership, then we've got as good a man as any sorting it out yeah. in Holloway, haven't we, at the moment? But yeah. do, we, do you start with the captain? Do you, do you give the captaincy to someone else if you're talking about leadership? I mean, I, I like Anua. I, 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 I don't think he's a right back. I think he's... Oops, sorry, that's my phone. That's uh, Anua. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I, do, you, I, do, I, I do like... I think, you know, centre-back... I, I don't think it matters who has the armband. I think it matters what the characters are you've got on the side. If Clint Hill was playing but didn't have the armband, would he be any less of a yeah. leader? I really hope Don't, Jamie Mackey gets back in the team. Yeah, I think he can make a difference because he's uh, one of those that you know who 
he'll make a big run, put a big tackle in, turn around to the team and kind of try and G him up. Uh, we don't have anyone like that. So, would, would, it, would it surprise you if QPR were to bring Joey Barton back? Let's have that one out. I, I, don't, I don't, don't think he would come back. He's just too... He's burned his bridges. Surprised. I mean, yeah. didn't he slag off the club in his book? I, I, I haven't read it. But. I never thought I would say this. I think... I don't think we miss Joey Barton per se, but we most definitely miss that sort of personality. But then mm. that sort of personality was what completely split the changing room. And but he made everyone accountable. I'm not sure he's yeah. an option. He, well, maybe he, we need our players to have a bit of a ruck. Everyone was accountable under him. He wasn't afraid to apportion blame. What makes he tried to lead. I'm not saying re-sign him. But I I'm think you are. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> but I'm saying we miss that sort of influence. What annoyed me about, not necessarily, I mean, a lot of things annoyed me about Joe Botton, but what annoyed me about the Joe <laughs> Botton situation that wasn't his fault necessarily was that he earned, he earned a fortune at QPR and then he left us and he took a wage cut to go to Burnley. You know, I mean, it just, it just shows that we were just paying stupid wages at the time and it's still a problem mm. at the club where there's still a disparity yeah. in wages and they are fixing it. But Newsflash. But- Anthony um, P. Furlan, did you see, did you see that thing on Radio 5 Live with him last week where he was talking and, and he was saying that Rangers fans thought he was some kind of Ronaldo, um, Messi-type character? Well, Joey, yeah. if, you, if you think you're like that, come on, guys. Yeah. I mean, he now thinks he's Messi. Um, and, what's what's not a good sign is consistently our highest-rated player in all the match ratings is Alex Smithers. <laughs> He kills the ratings every week. Yeah. That can't be a good sign. Well, he won't be killing them after January because he'll be on his way, I would imagine. Oh, do you think? No, oh. I, 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 I mean, he's, it, it, they, people can't have failed to notice. I mean, good keepers are hard to but find. But he has made a couple of errors, so... Yeah. Yeah, right. but to be fair, on Saturday, he, he did do really, really well on Saturday. I mean, for me, he's been player this season so far. Yeah. Head and shoulders above everyone yeah. else. That's what I mean. If we're all seeing it, then, you know, other people will be as well. Shh, just trying to deter other clubs. Right, Paul, we, uh, we've got an interview now. We've, we've got on the phone Tony Thorpe. We've got Tony and, Thorpe. Um, we've got Tony Thorpe. And, Paul, we've only got one um, Jack for a telephone interview, so you're going to have to yeah, go now. I, 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 I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. He's far more important than I will ever be. And um, Paul, don't I forget can pretend to, to be you if you want. Paul, before you do, before you go, I've just got one more one more question for everybody. I mean, on social media over the last few days, a few people, you know, were saying, which they said at the time that it was it, Hasselbank was sacked too early. I just wonder if if everyone. Agrees with that or disagrees with that? Is that the same people that were saying he's, he should have been sacked ages ago? No, it wasn't that. actually. You know, to be fair, I what know do you think, I'm... Paul? Um, I, I, I don't think it would be any different under Hasselbank, and I think that the, 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 he 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 he'd lost the players, and the players had lost him. I think in some ways, and I think we needed to make a change. That, that that's what I personally think. But I'm always happy to be wrong. I, I, I can't see how he would, have made, he would have made a much difference. The dog absolutely agrees with me 100%, as you can hear. Um, <laughs> I, unusually, I 100% agree with almost every word Paul has just said. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm similar to my, my My gripe was the way that, that he was sacked after we'd had one of our best halves of the season against Nottingham Forest, our bogey team. Um, and and Brentford was terrible. Uh, and if he, if, if they, you know, maybe they they should have done it then. But yeah, I I, I think the, the the football was just so tedious and people were just staring into space that maybe it was time mm. that he went. But I was just putting it out there because a few people suggesting that maybe he. How much is fair enough? Which is what we should always do. Put it out there. 
And we're putting you out there now because you are dismissed, man. as they say. <laughs> Have a good Christmas, David. I won't see you before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Christmas. Thanks, mate. Happy Christmas. And the rest of you, let's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, no worries. See Cheers, Paul. See you, Paul. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so, um, yeah, that's uh, Merry Christmas to me because I'm not here next week. Um, and now, on the end of the line, we should have former QPR forward, signed by Ian Holloway, uh, Tony Thorpe. Hey, Tony, it's Chris. How you doing, mate? Hi, Chris. You okay? Yeah, good. Where, where, where are you at the moment? <laughs> I'm actually... I'm in my car. I'm in, I'm in Luton at the moment. Um, You're in Luton? I'm meeting tomorrow in London. So it's the first time I've been to Luton for about... Um, Jesus. Months. Bloody months hell. Months. I, 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 I wouldn't, so, I'm uh, very surprised you've gone anywhere near there. Are you, are, are you, um, are you yeah. allowed back? Yeah, no, I'm not. That's why I'm quietly driving around... <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean that, that was the whole the we've got Tony Thorpe song when because um, previously if I've got this right you signed for one million pound and eight hundred thousand pound fees uh, and you came Quite. to us you came to us for fifty grand because uh, wasn't it something to do with um, a clause you, you in the contract or yeah I mean it was all a bit messy um, I think the timing was right for me but not for the club so. Um, Ollie had put a, a sneaky bid in and the receivers had, had accepted and I'd accepted and it didn't go down very well. So, funny enough, I posted a picture on Facebook a couple of uh, days ago and I got some, it was me in a QPR kit uh, celebrating a goal. Yeah. And, uh, I got some grief for that, don't you worry about that. I can I imagine. Block a couple of Luton fans who got that nasty. So, so while you're driving around Luton, you're not going to nip out and pop in a pub, see if anyone fancies buying you a drink? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to... My car's fully locked up, don't worry. Yeah, I'm all right. Make sure I'm you... Make sure you, over, so I'm okay. I was going to say, make sure you've got enough petrol to get out of there, Tony. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm okay. Uh, so, t- Tony, before we get on with it, what, what, you, uh, what are you up to now? Are you still in football? Yeah, I manage a team in the UCL level uh, in Leicestershire. There's a team um, called Melton Town, which is in between Nottingham and Leicester. Oh, I know that. Um, My auntie's from there. Yeah, there you go. So uh, they got, um, I, I, I'll condense it down, but they got promoted last year and I've taken over um, from the, the old management team. And we've done okay this year. We're mid-table. Um, and next year we're going to have a good go. So I'm manager there at the moment. And they, they're famous for pork pies, aren't they, Melton? Absolutely, yeah. yeah that's where you get your pork pies from, Melton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony, so it's about 10 years, I think, give or take, that you moved on from QPR and, and you, you, you if you don't mind me saying you played for a, a fair few teams throughout your career um, but it was a good couple of years at Rangers around sort of 2003, 4, 5 that, that era how do you look back on that time? Well I look back with um, with a couple of things with great achievement under what we had and the, obviously the financial implications at the time I think they'd just come out of receivership um, and Holloway had uh, a not a bad side, but I think he had a good a good group of lads that have probably not been as good as the lads that you've had over the last ten years. But he got a good group uh, playing under him. Uh, we all rolled our sleeves up and we had great team spirit, and that's what got us through really, which was a promotion and stabilising in the championship at that time. Tony, we've heard some wonderful stories about um, Ian Holloway. Can you tell us what your favourite memory is 
working under him? Well, I've got to be honest, there's so many. Uh, I had two years there, and I had two fantastic years, apart from maybe the second year when I got injured. But I was still in and around all the players and the staff, and every day was is in, was enjoyable, whatever the result was the previous week. Um, he tried to you know, keep us on our toes. But my favourite times were in and around the dressing room with him and Kenny Jacket. Uh, the team that we had, um, whether it was a master, the kit man, who's still there. Cat's still there, is he? He is. Brilliant, yep. So we had a real good group. And then there was the players with um, Gareth Ainsworth, Kevin Gallen, Danny Shitsu, myself, Roland, uh, obviously, uh, Bert Hughes there now. And we just had such a great morale about us, really. And Holloway just typified that with the way we played. Uh, in and around the dressing room, you know, especially in training, every day was was a bundle of fun. You know, we was always smiling, and that's what got us through. Really, I think that's what got the team promoted. But I think my favourite story would have to be the one, the favourite comments would have to be the one where I scored a brace against Chesterfield, and he said that it was like taking a, a bird out or something. <laughs> uh, was that about you? That was that famous quote that yeah. we all found very. I don't know where that came from. I mean, that was just a genius quote. Um, but that was my, funny enough, that was my two goals. We hadn't played well, but uh, let's take a bird home. Have a <laughs> cup of coffee. That was the quote. Did the, uh, did the players laugh about that the next day at training? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it was like that pretty much all the time. There was never there was never a dull moment with, with Ollie. I just hope he can turn this around at the minute because I'm a bit worried about their position. Well, I'm, this is what... I'm worried about their fixtures ahead. Yeah. Um... You know, you've got Derby, Villa and Brighton within the next, you know, couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and although we're very, you know, we're not doubt that if you win a couple of games, you can be in the top ten. But losing to Rotherham Saturday wasn't great. And then looking at these fixtures, you could quite find themselves in the bottom three or four. And that's a worry at the moment, well, you know, with... Uh, with momentum. Well, I mean, that's what I was just going to say because obviously everyone knows Ollie. Everyone who's played under Ollie says what fun it was at the club and everything was great. But obviously things aren't that fun at the moment. We've just lost three on the spin. Um, now, I mean, the, the, I, I'm just trying to get a, a, an idea of what, what what he's like. If you've go, gone on a you know like a barren run, you know, of, of, of defeats and, and draws, what 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 does he? What sort of tactics does he employ to to, to get everybody back up and running again? Well, I can't speak on behalf of these players and how he rallies these up, but for us, uh, when I was at uh, QPR and, and left Luton after three games, coming to QPR at that, at that time, there wasn't too many times when Ollie was, we were losing. I mean, we, we hardly lost that year. Uh, we went on a great run. Um, Loftus Road was a fortress, so we never really got to see him too many times under these conditions. Now... When we did lose, or when we did have bad runs, which wasn't very often, you know, all he asked us to do was roll our sleeves up, make sure that, you know, we were hard to beat, um, and, and we put that commitment, passion, and desire in. Now, I don't know too many of the current players right now. I, I do like a few of the players, but I don't know how many players he's got there that will roll their sleeves up. That's exactly what we've just been fight, saying. Fight the cause. That's my biggest, that's my biggest worry. I know uh, Henry's not in the team. I like Hall, I like the captain, um, I like, um, obviously, Cherry. So there's a few players in the team that I do like that probably will do that, but I'm just worried that 75% of the others 
probably won't. Um, so Ollie's got his hands full. Uh, yes, he'll get the best out of them, but as you're well aware, this championship's tough. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean. He, he... I mean, we know all about the passion, but on the on the on the training pitch, what, what was? Do you feel like you improved as a player under him? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, me, I was a lazy centre forward, so you know, he, he always kept me on my toes. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I I was under competition with Furs and Kev Gallen at the time, um, and then Jamie Curitan came in late on, so there was always competition for places. But for me, in general, and the team, he will get them going. He will get them organised. And he will get them at it. Um, the biggest problem for me is, like I've just said, the games you've got coming ahead, taking it through to January, are very tough games. Now, we're all well aware in football that you could get seven points out of the next three games and the next minute you're in the top ten or top eleven. And you'll be looking downwards rather than upwards. Whereas at the minute, with form and the results that you've had, they won't shed great confidence amongst the players. So the home the home form needs to change, which is what we were really good at when I was there 10 years ago. You know, we, we'd maybe get a bad result away from home, but we would bounce back straight away at home. So that's got to be a must and the focus going forward. Tony, he always got the best out of us. I mean, I can't speak on behalf of what he does now with the players, but back then, we knew that when we got beat, we needed to bounce back, and we did that in, in abundance with him and Kenny. Tony, you just mentioned that um, when you were at the club, our home form was brilliant and it was a fortress. Uh, that's not been the case, certainly for this season and last season as well. Uh, what was it that made Loftus Road uh, such a special place and such a fortress for the club when you were there? Yeah, I mean, I played. I didn't play for big clubs. I'd say Bristol City are a big club now. What do you mean you played. didn't play for a big club? <laughs> of course you played for a big uh, club, mate. <laughs> What I mean is, I wasn't at the top end. You know, I never ever came from really big clubs. Um, obviously, Bristol City, QPR, Luton, Fulham. Um, you played for the current Fulham, Premier definitely League. Not a big club. You played for a team that's currently yeah, in the Champions I, League, didn't I think, you? I think they get quite Leicester. upset about it. But what I'm trying to explain is, we got 19, 19,000 every week at Loftus Road. And I promise you now, the moral of the story is, what I'm trying to explain to you is, the best ground I'd played at when it's full and rocking was Loftus Road. They were on top of us. They, they were the 12th man every week. They got behind us. You know, even when we were struggling or we went down 1-0. I don't see that at the moment, Chris. I just don't see it. I, I see that they go 1-0 down. and it's quite, I watched the game against Wolves the other day. And you didn't start playing until there was a couple of minutes. Before, I know. And the crowd started getting behind you. Well, what are the... Well, as a striker, Tony, well, the, the problem we've got is, is is putting the ball in the back of the onion bag at the moment, and and our strikers are on. I mean, Poulter's got ten goals in fifty five, I think it is. Washington three in thirty six. That, that I, I I mean, as a striker, you. I mean, I remember you went on a barren run towards the end of your time at QPR. Um, I, I mean, how how do you? Is it? Do, Basically, we, we're not playing with any wingers at the moment. I mean, I'm how, just... Yeah, how important are they, wingers, to a centre-forward? Yeah, I mean, you've made a great point there. The system is playing at the minute it looks like a 4-2-3-1 uh, system. Now, great when you're playing that system when you're creating a lot of chances. You're not playing with wingers. Back in the day, we had Gareth and, and, and Rowley, and Rowley was different class, and Gareth gave you everything uh, up and down that right and left wing, both of them. We had one that was technically brilliant and the other one that just ran through brick walls for you. So if I played up front with Furs or Kevin, we knew that we would get chances. 
at this minute in time, if, if he's going to play that system as a three, they have got to create chances for Washington up front or whoever plays up there, whether mm. Paul, uh, Paul, is it? Uh, Paul well, Kirby. it's Poulter when he's is fit at the moment. Now and again? You know, it, you've got, and if you're going to play him, the one that's not involved at the minute, the one that's sub, you've got to get balls in the box. Yeah, so I mean, that, because it's so narrow, I'm worried about the, the chances that you're creating. That was sort of my point, putting a rather fumbled way there. I mean, I, I was basically trying to say is you're obviously only as good as the service you get, and they're, 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 at the moment, some of them are just foraging around on their own, trying to trying to make something out of nothing. Um, I mean, it's and, and confidence must be sapped, you know, if you've gone for such a long time without a goal. Tony, I'll tell you what, I'm thinking about, I'm listening to you. That was what, 13, 12, 13 years ago, you were playing with Kevin Gallon and Paul Furlong, and, and you were on Simon. That's not bad strike force for a League One team, or the equivalent of a League One team, is it? And you got double oh, figures yeah. that first season as well. Absolutely, yeah, and I had to fight for my place. But I'll hope, I played under 25 managers in my career, and I had nine <laughs> league clubs, and I played with some great set of forwards. I am going to have to stick my neck out. I played up front with David Oldfield, unfortunately, who's just uh, left with, obviously, when uh, under Hasselbank. But uh, I played with Steve Howard, uh, John Arson as a young kid. Paul Furlong, for me, and Kevin Gallen, by far the best strikers I've played with. I was lucky to play with Paul Furlong and Kevin because the knowledge that Kev had is very similar to myself. And Paul Furlong was just, a, he was strong, he was quick, he was aggressive, he could finish. I don't think there'd be a better three than us. I'll stick my neck out in, in the championship right now. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Uh, I'm talking about top players right now in the championship with no better than Furs and Kevin and myself yeah. at that time. I'll take you three right now. Definitely. And, and just, just, we do have to wrap up in a minute, but before we do that, I, 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 don't, you, I think you were on the bench at Hillsborough that day when we yeah, went I was, up. Yeah, I couldn't get in. <laughs> what, um, tell us about that day. What was that like? Oh, amazing. We actually got, we went to um, Sheffield the night before. Holloway gave us a team. This is how this is how good it was. Holloway gave us a team talk in the restaurant in front of supporters, <laughs> in front of staff, in front of people playing the piano. Just everybody. He got everybody involved, and he just said, and he gave us a passionate speech about what was what lies ahead that next day, that game against Sheffield Wednesday. Even though I was on the bench and I didn't get on, you know, we all felt it. You know, we was part of a squad. We all played our part. And uh, I was delighted. Obviously, Kev got a brace and, and, and first, and it was an own goal. And I think first scored as well. I'm not quite sure. But the, the, the whole day uh, and then actually that final whistle going was a relief. Uh, it's great to, to still speak to. I mean, I nipped down to QPR now and again. I haven't been down this year. I went down a couple of times last year and I still watch their games. But for me, um, that whole day now, people still talk about 2003, 2004. And that was, like you say, that's 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And still, people are not talking about the promotions they've had since. They're just talking about that every time I speak to uh, yeah. supporters, which is which is really refreshing. Tony, uh, um you know, we, we don't have the same strikers we used to. That's clear. That's a problem for us. No, um, no proven goal scorers in, in the team. If, if you come across a young gem at Melton Town, will you let us know before anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. Unfortunately, I haven't got the, the class of a Kev Gallen or a Paul Verlon. But yeah, 
I'm sure that if I did, I'd, I'd send them your way. Um, one last question. Uh, Holloway, do you think he's the right man for the job? Do you think he, 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 he you know, he'll, he'll turn it around for us? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be brief. Listen, I difficult going back. People always say you should never go back, and I think three times or, or is this his third time he's been back at the club? Second well, as manager, manager, third in total. Two as manager, one as player. Yeah. Now, Ollie, Ollie loves a challenge, uh, and I did an interview a couple of weeks ago and said it's great that him and Virtue have come back, but. The be-all and end-all of it is results, and we're all in the results game. Is he the right man? Yes, I, is. I do think he's the right man, but these fans have got to be patient because this year will be, if they were to finish mid-table this year, I think that would be an achievement in itself. But for me, right now, something's not quite right, so Ollie's got to be the one to turn that around. And uh, like I said, only time will tell. But yeah, of course he's the right man to, to turn it around. He just, needs a, he just needs a bit of time. I think don't get impatient because... It's going to take a bit of time to turn it around, I think, after what's happened over the years. Who needs a gallon furlong and Thorpe? I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> Listen, a gallon, a gallon or a furlong would be enough. Get me. <laughs> I think you've made some great points. They just haven't got goals in on this year. I know Washington's got a couple, and, uh, but there's no goals coming from different areas. And, and that onus then becomes tough for the centre forward because... You need other people chipping in. I think back in the day, everybody chipped in when we got promoted. No, that's you know, a really good uh, point. Um, Gainsworth got a few, and mm. Rowley got a few important goals. Furs, me, uh, we all chipped in, you know, and that's the difference. There's not enough players at the minute chipping in, and I think they're all going to have to take stock, uh, roll the sleeves up, and uh, get through this, this bad period. Yeah, absolutely. T- Tony, thank you very much. Great talking to no you. Problem, anytime, guys. It's been lovely to Thank you. Thanks, and good luck uh, with Melton this season. Yes, thanks very much. I'll let you know. I'm sure you'll be in touch and I'll let you know I'm getting on. Who have you got on Saturday? We've got um, Olney on Saturday, who are, not, who are fourth. They're, top, they're not a bad side. Home or away? We're at home. Good luck. Best Good luck. luck. And, mate, I hope you've got a false beard with you just in case you do break down in Luton. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fill me car up as I come into Luton. <laughs> Good move. Good <laughs> Tony, thanks. All the best. Cheers, Tony. Take care, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I mean, yeah. we get these interviews sometimes and you think, mm, not sure. Yeah. Not sure. It was a long time ago. It was a couple of years. But what a lovely bloke. What yeah, an engaging yeah. guy. Those three strikers, that is a good strike force yeah. for a League One. GFT, they were great. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember his... Um, I actually looked it up. It was on YouTube today. His first that chest, those Chesterfield goals are there, and one of those goals was an absolute corker. It was a long ball from Palmer, laid off by Furlong, and he sort of dribbled through the defence and finished. So well worth a look. Right, Arles end. He's, oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say he's right about. I mean, I'm stat man tonight, but I, I, he uh, he's right about the not, goals not coming from anywhere. Lawongo, uh, no goals in 49. Uh, he got six in each of his last two seasons for Swindon. Washington, as I've said, three and thirty-six. Poulter, ten fifty-five. Silla, four and fourteen. Nine of which were sub. Uh, Borosiuk's got, or however you pronounce it, got no history of goal scoring. Got three in a hundred odd. Uh, Sandro, three and six, all in the cup. Cherry, four in the first eight. None in the last fifteen. Ten last season. Voschlex has got eleven in one hundred and twenty. So. But Jet, funnily enough, <laughs> for us last season, 5 in 15, 11 in 24 for Gillingham this season. So I wonder if he'll be thinking about getting him back yeah, in January. I've seen if a that's bit of a chatter problem. around that. Um, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Arl's End. Who's going to go? I just, I just, uh, just an appeal for anyone out there capable of scoring goals. If you want to come and play for QPR, you're more than welcome. There's only three teams in the league who scored less goals than us this season. Fewer, isn't it? And you're a journalist. Ooh, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? You two are journalists. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? It's not less goals than us, it's fewer goals than us. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. No, you said less. Well, it's, you can say both. Right. Can you? What's the journalistic rule here? Well, I'm the only one here that's not a journalist. Yeah, okay, but I mean, I, I think journalistic rules went out the window a long time ago. Everyone's talking in text speak these days. Yeah. Yeah. The they are, but that wasn't text speak. That was yeah. absolutely fine. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I, I'm going to go. Um, I'm just going to can't pick on the Portuguese guy. <laughs> oh, now he's Portuguese. Oh, here we when go. he gets the grammar wrong, uh, he's Portuguese. Um, yeah, I was just going to talk. Uh, Adam Hume, who uh, who was yeah. the, who was the uh, social media guru for QPR. Yeah, for, uh, for he's a, now for your workmate, isn't he? He is until for the next few weeks, but he's moving on to Everton. He's going to be the social media guy for Everton, where we has quite a happy hunting ground for us over the years. So um, yeah, I, he's an avid f- listener of the podcast. Every time I come into work, oh, I listen to that on the way in. Blah blah. Okay. blah give us it. So I just wanted to say, you know, well done, Adam, on getting the job. And in true Finney style, thanks for everything you did at QPR. I mean, he did some great stuff there, including the, the Tiger Feet 6 video where all the players were wearing massive furry Tiger Feet and featuring all the kids from uh, the Tiger Cubs as well. So, yeah, good luck, Adam. And, yeah, thanks for everything you I did I agree with QPR. that. And I know this is sort of a boring marketing social media point, but I think his work actually really changed how the club communicate. Mm. Uh, and they still keep that up to this day. I think he did yeah. great work at the time. So. Yeah. Good luck at Everton, and he's from sort of up that way, isn't he? Yeah, so he's, he's yeah, well, Chesterfield. Home, yeah, yeah. Wow, Where Tony it's all, it's all scored north. the two goals. Yeah, all, it's all come from. Well, no, circle. that was on Loftus Road, but yes, against Chesterfield. Yeah. I'm sure he'll do really well there. I have two things. First of all, we've got a competition running this week. We are giving two tickets away for the Aston Villa game on Sunday. We have two tickets in the South Africa Road stand, courtesy of the shirt sponsor Smarkets. So. If you would like to attend the game and you would like to win two tickets, um, all you have to do is answer this question on Twitter or on Facebook or email or however you would like to tell us. You have 48 hours from when we record this podcast. The question is, what minute do you think the first goal will be scored on Wednesday night against Derby? What minute do you think the first goal will be scored? I won't ask you, but we have two tickets. What if there's a tiebreaker? Uh, if you go for zero minutes, then we will think about it and work out a tiebreaker. Yeah, if you want what, to go what, for what zero. If, what if two people say 47, for instance? Um, then we will have a tiebreaker. Okay. We will have a tiebreaker. <laughs> <Okay, laughs> is I mean, that all right? I don't know. I'm just letting everyone if, know. If you've seen someone on Twitter say 47, then just don't do that. Uh, exactly. So just to give the uh, the kind of the thanks to Smarkits, um, this is in conjunction with their Christmas competition. They're running on smarkits.com slash QPR. There's some really good prizes on offer, um, including a training ground visit and match tickets between now and the rest of the season. People uh, just need to sign up to Smarkits and place at least one bet on any QPR game uh, before Christmas, over 18s only. And that question, tweet us, email us, whatever you think. When will the first goal be scored in the game against Derby? And we have two tickets available for uh, for the Aston Villa game on Sunday. Right. My actual R's end is about the Blackburn. Blimey, you're doing a finny here. Yeah, I am. Is about the Blackburn FA Cup game. Ellerslie Road closed for that game. Yeah. £10 a ticket. Mm. 
I know I've seen some chatter online, you know, the tickets should be a fiver and whatever, and I'm not sort of going to address that because... But I think what a sad state of affairs for the FA Cup that we've only we've, we're closing a stand I think for the third round in the, the FA club Cup than the FA Cup actually. Do you think? Yeah, because I mean, you, you go, you go, it's just the way the club are doing. You know, Leeds are doing well, for example, and I think if they put their tickets down to a tenner, their stadium would be full. They were playing Blackburn, Blackburn at home in the FA Cup, and they've got twice as many people going. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, you've got a lot of factors in there, but um, I, I personally, I, for season ticket holders from next season, I would include. Well, hopefully, we will be, as many games as possible. No, no, hopefully, we will be entering in the third round next season. But I, I would include that as, as as part of the season ticket because I, I, just for the third yeah. round, because let's face it, we're probably not going to get beyond <laughs> that anyway. Um, and if, okay, if you stick a tenner on the season ticket, you can swallow that in in, in instalments, but. I think that'll be a way to get people along because I, I think, yeah, you, you're right, Chris. The, the, the stuff that's been served up this season under whoever is it, just not inspiring people to fork out any more money. Well, okay, I think we've reached the end. Surprisingly enjoyable podcasts, yeah. which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting at all. Uh, right, I think we've got uh, we've got one more next week. Yep. And then we're doing the Christmas break because it all, all the Mondays seem to be either game game days or bank holidays. So we've got one more next week. Um, but otherwise, predictions for Derby and Aston Villa. Uh, I think we will get Vincent. three points. <laughs> three points from those two games. I'm going to be optimistic and say we're not going to lose both. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to try. I'm going to go for reverse psychology and say three-one Derby, two-nil Aston Villa. No. Um, S- six on the trot's a lot. You, you, it you've is. You've got to no, go I, some I, I some do, way to get seven on the trot. I so we'll, we'll, we'll be all right. I do think that. Yeah, as I said earlier, with you know, we we play rubbish against rubbish teams. So hopefully, we'll raise our game and um, do do the fans proud. Let's hope so. All right, this has been Open All Ours. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. <laughs>